Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Right below me or beside me, depending on how you're watching this, uh, is my man with the master plan wearing the Manny Pacquiao hat today. Chance, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. Pissy, rainy day, but then it kind of broke open and now we have some blue skies and sunshine. So, yeah, I mean... So. It's nice. I'm happy with everything. Uh, wrestling, man. It's been pretty quiet for the most part. I guess it's the calm after WrestleMania. Yeah, we just came off a big high, right? So it's right. Kinda... So it's it's pretty it's calm pretty down. calm. There's um, I mean, we we had Raw last night. Um, pretty standard Raw, I would say. I don't think okay. it was spectacular. I don't think it was outlandish in any way. It was just a Raw to me. To be fair, if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, it's too. In Seattle, yeah, it was that was the weird one. I I, I knew it I didn't even Seattle. know it was there. Yeah, I did. I knew it was there. It's just um after after the other trips we've taken and stuff, you know, sometimes you got to sacrifice something in order to yeah, go can't somewhere go to every, else. Every right? Not yet, anyways, brother man. I mean, that's the goal to be able to go to every event. Uh, but you know Absolutely. what? The only way we're gonna get there is just keep working at it. But Monday night, Rob, um, thoughts overall before like we you bring said, it I thought it was half decent, a little above average, nothing great. I'm looking forward to seeing Cody Rhodes versus Lesnar at uh, Backlash on May 6th. So that's a really good match, really good main event. Um, it was a standard Raw. I mean, it was nothing special, but you can't every do how many shows a year. Not everyone can be through the roof, right? Well, no, and I mean some some cool things happened here though. Let's let's yeah. not forget that, right? Um, you know, let, let's just start off right off the top. We had Ray coming out to kick off the show. Now Ray is supposed to be a SmackDown guy, but he seems to be back on Raw again. Um, yeah. But I guess after the draft, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks' time, you know, hopefully they'll kind of keep it standard again. We'll see what they do with that. But Ray comes out. He kicks off the show talking about, you know, this, that, and the other. And uh, Dominic comes out, interrupts him, you know, back and forth. Dominic fumbled his words a couple of times. Yeah, I, I was going to say that the Dirt Street Riders were hammering Dominic over that fumbled, unprofessional, amateur promo that he did. I mean, it was you know, a, UG's pretty good. It was just an off night. It happened, so I'm not, I, not I a big think, deal. Exactly. I'm only bringing it up just to bring it up as a point of reference. I was going to bring it up if you weren't too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there was a time where Roman was complete dog shit on the mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I think everyone's average on the mic. There's no one outside of, say, the Miz right now, like active competitors, right? Yeah. In WWE, I don't think there's anyone better on the mic right now than the Miz, ever. They Paul Heyman's pretty good. Well, Paul Heyman, obviously, yes, but just as active wrestlers who cut their own promos. And then I'd have to media. say after those, after Miz and Heyman, probably Roman Reigns. Right now in the WWE, right? Yeah. Well, Seth Rollins is... is that's good. It's a few, but not a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, top tier, like A-class, you know, Miz might be a B-class wrestler, but he's an A-class mic guy. A-class entertainer too, yeah. Yeah, so um, this sets up a match, you know, uh, Ray's basically saying to to Dominic, why don't you come in here and fight me? Let's just, you know, instead of talking, he goes, you know, I'm not going to fight you, but um, I know someone who will. Out comes Finn Balor. They have a cracker of a match. These two will yes. always put on a good show. Um, so athletic. Yeah, yeah. You know, not a bad way to kick it all off. Um, unfortunately, Finn gets the win on this one uh, with the coup de gras after yeah. getting, you know, after Ray knocks Dominic off the apron. Standard match. I think it's all good. I think things are kind of gearing up to see Bad Bunny and uh, Ray versus Dominic and Damian Priest. Um, Could be. That'd be a so, good tag team. That'd be well, fun. It's that in Puerto backlash. Rico. That backlash in Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny's hometown. I mean, 
I like to see Bad Bunny get in the ring again. Why I mean, not? Always, it gives the show a little more star power, right? Well, we always talk about Logan Paul and, and the athlete that he is. You know, Bad Bunny didn't have a really bad showing either. In fact, he took he took a crazy bump there as well. Yeah, so I like to see him come back in the ring and see what he can do, right? I mean, if you think about it, since I think since Bad Bunny came on, any kind of celebrity guy that's kind of come on outside of Johnny Knoxville, probably. You know, his hardcore match wasn't bad. He took a good beating. It's no, kind of like, it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, but in terms fun. of just like, you know, what you look for, what, you know, in terms of yeah, an yeah, athlete. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bad Bunny wasn't bad. I like to see he a raised little the bit bar. more. Bad Bunny though. raised the bar. Then Logan Paul took it to another level. But Bad Bunny was good, and I hope he wrestles again. That yeah, one yeah. movie played was sick, that pile driver that he did. Yeah, yeah. And I think having, you know, working with Ray and Dominic and Damien, I mean, working with Ray at least. <laughs> yeah. You know, having him with him and whatnot, he's just going to make him look even better. So, I, yeah. I think, you know, Backlash is looking kind of I was cool. going to say that. This is shit might be a pretty solid card, man. Coming after me. Usually Backlash is a downer pay-per-view after Mania, but you got Cody and Brock and maybe this tag match. It's going to be pretty hot. Yeah, let's talk about that one for a minute. Like, you know, Brock, Cody came out halfway through the show. I mean, we just skipped half the show here for this. But Cody comes out. He cuts this promo about, you know, first he apologizes to the fans for losing at WrestleMania. You know, fair enough, all that good yep. banter and what have you. And then he calls out Brock and says, you know, Brock, we should fight at Backlash. Am I scared? Yes, I'm very but scared. But I'll still fight you. But I'll still fight you. Wicked line. You know what? That's I, wicked because it's honest and true, and I love it. Cody's good. I love his promos. I'm going to be honest. I mean, because Cody's miss... putting some realism in it. You know, yeah, like, I'm not yeah. scared. I'll beat you up. Yeah, I'm scared. But I'll fight you. I like that because most yeah. guys are scared of Brock, but they still fight him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's yeah. what I here's what I find really interesting. It's like there's no substance to this though. Like now we got to wait for Brock next week. Why did Brock do this? Like he just. I was kind of looking forward to Raw this week just to find out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. But we didn't get anything. Like, even no. with Cody, we got a match. We know where this, where this is headed. But why? Why did Brock do it? Right? And even when Paul Heyman backstage was asked about it, he bypassed the question completely. So it makes me wonder, is Heyman involved in this somehow? Is he going to be working with both these guys? It's, you know, it's like, it's kind of interesting. It really is. Because yeah, I didn't see this one coming. I didn't see this Brock-Cody feud coming at all. Nobody's seen it coming. It came out of nowhere. Feud, the only feud that I saw for Brock Lesnar coming out of WrestleMania for, for SummerSlam or anything, I wasn't even looking past anything else, was, was Gunther. Yeah. But I think I this thought, is better because Cody's better on the mic. For Brock, this will be a fun program here. Fun little gonna, feud. It's going to be a fun little feud. Now, do does Country Brock come back as Country Brock or do we get um, Army Cut Brock? I think he's going to keep the long hair and the beard. What do you think? I want I to see, think... though. I like the Army Cup rock myself, but well, you're either way, he's still a bro. bad, bad dude, man. No, he's, he's a monster, right? He's, he's very, very monster. Um, all right, so let's just go back to where we were in this Raw show. Um, yeah, no, I, I at the end of the day, like I said, Ray losing wasn't you know going to hurt anybody. No, not him, not anybody like that. If anything, it helps Finn coming out of the hell in the cell. You got to keep him relevant, keep him strong. Interference by Dominic—that's totally acceptable in this situation. Absolutely. Um, this is just a great way to keep that feud going for for the yep. next couple of months. Uh, I think we'll get a crescendo or something here, like a cage match or something to yeah, kind of something. you know wrap it all up, right? So there we go there. Uh, we go backstage and Lita has been beaten up. Oh, no. Lita has been beaten up. And they have a tag team match tonight, man. Uh, they're defending. Uh, nobody knows. 
<laughs> nobody knows. Did I ever tell you the story of nobody knows and Igor Lariano? No. What happened? So back in the good old days of of, of hockey, uh, when the Canucks were actually playing at the Pacific Coliseum, at that time when we were little kids, the Canucks had to park in the parking lot that all the people parked in. Yeah. They didn't have the underground or anything or the separate entrances. They all walked in. Like, they had their side door, obviously, but they the parked in. Yeah. yeah, they were very accessible, right? So I think this was 19... Somewhere between 89 and 91. I can't recall the exact time, but Igor Larionov, they were still playing at the Coliseum. This was near the end of their time at the Coliseum before they moved to GM Place. And there was Igor walking to the rink with his sticks, and they were playing the LA Kings. I won't forget that. And the Canucks were shit, like just yeah. no different than they are now, but really, really bad in those days. Yeah. Um. So Igor's walking by, and I said, "Igor, Igor, who's going to win tonight?" Goes, he looks at me. Goes, nobody knows. Nobody nice. knows right. So ever since then, that's just kind of been this Igor Larionov thing I've always had in my head that nobody that's knows. Funny. So yeah, nobody knows who beat up uh, Lita. And uh, we, 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 we come back and there's an interview segment and Becky is saying that, uh, yeah, you know, Lita's been hurt. She's at a local medical facility, but I am a fighting champion. She's like the female Connor, isn't she? Seems that way. The way she talks and everything and just her yeah. mannerisms, like she's really taken after Connor <laughs> a lot. I think I, so. I, I've been saying it for a couple of years, but, it, you know, just some of those kind of promos and things that she does, it's really evident. Um, so she she basically says, yeah, you know what the fight, I must fight, you know, and shows up Trish. Here's Trish saying, you know, I will work with you. We will defend these together. <laughs> and we go straight into that match. Not bad. Not bad at all. No, these girls gave it all it. they had. Um, basically, the end comes where Trish comes into the ring and she basically misses the chick kick. Liv rules around. Liv rolls her up, and um, that's it. One, two, three. New champions, man. I kind of predicted this. I thought this is the way to get the belts off of them because they yeah, they can't hold concrete, the yeah. right? Um, I I don't know why people think that Raquel and Liv are are a weak team, considering that this this woman is being billed as the next powerhouse. Yeah, and, and yeah. she's a former NXT champion. Uh, she's decimated everybody in front of her, like, you know, as a good guy. Uh, and Liv is a former champion in her own right. I mean, you, I, I think people forget that she was world champion just not that long ago. So I think the victory was good, but I think the ending was even better. Lita turns on her. And I called that, didn't I? I told you. I did, yeah. I, I Sorry, Trish will turn on them at some point. Yep, so, she did not feel. Um... Is or she's gone back, for a while. Is Trish back full time? It, it's like you just don't turn heel and fuck off. Yeah. You right? know, so, I think she can do the big, like like a Brock Lesnar kind of thing. Not all the time, but do no, some matches and stuff. But it's a nice, interesting feud now. Now you got to heal Trish. And who hasn't been healed for years? Decades. She's in great shape for what is she, almost 50? It's funny. Here's a funny thing. So little Miss Mitch watches wrestling with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And she never comments, like, you know, who are, she'll always say who her favorite wrestlers are and this and that. Um, but when it came to Trish, she goes, Who's that, Dada? I'm like, Oh, that's Trish Stratton. She's so pretty. She's aged well for her, for her age. Unreal. All the girls that this girl has watched in her nine years of wrestling fandom, I guess you could say, 
maybe more so in the last year and a half. She's never said any of the female, like, not, I'm not saying that they're not unattractive. They're yeah, beautiful but this women. Yeah, caught her eye. But that caught her eye, right? And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. You know, like for 40 something. I almost feel bad we didn't go to that um, Vancouver Voodoo game now. Oh, the meet and greet with the Vancouver yeah, Warriors? Yeah, yeah. You know, or Vancouver Warriors. We should have gone. We should have gone. Um, when asked backstage why she did it, Trish just walked away. So, Another cliffhanger there. Why did Trish Stratus cheat or, or turn on, on Becky Lynch? I have my theory, and I'm willing to make my prediction on it. And I've been saying it. I think it's all to do with the fact that why did you pick her? It could be. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way right? to go at it. Or her saying it to Becky, not, not to Becky or more to Lita, like, why didn't you just wait for me? We could have won this ourselves. Yeah. Sort of idea. Yeah, no, I, I have a right feeling it's going to go in that direction somehow. Just all the mannerisms. Like, if you think about it, Trish has done a great job. Like, you forget how old school she is. Like She's, she's 47. Like, I just checked it. So I thought she's older, but only 47. Yeah, yeah, I know. She, she's 47. But in terms of the, the tutelage and the people that she worked with, you know, in her career, there are a majority of them are all old school guys, right? Oh, yeah. So her ability to tell this story, if I'm right, like, just from the get-go, from the time she came from to WrestleMania to now, she hasn't really said much on the mic. That's true. Kind of just been out there doing her thing. Right? So that's kind of another interesting point, another talking point, like how come, you know, she's never been able to say anything. So, there you go. Yeah. Um, another, and I have a feeling at some point, Becky and um, Bailey are going to become friends again. Why do I say that? Because we have a backstage segment where Bailey comes out <laughs> from Adam Pierce's office and says, hey, you know what? I, I just got a number one contenders match. That didn't sit well with the other two in damage control, EO Sky and... Uh, Thanks for bringing that guy's name up, man. He's got to be the least entertaining <laughs> Raw general manager host, whatever you want to call that, in the history of Raw. He is just not cut out for that job. He is bad. Former, former NWA world champion, Adam Pierce, my friend. You know what? I, I kind of like, I've, I'm just going to go, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I yeah, like yeah. it because it takes attention away from that side and focuses more on the talent. The fact, the fact that you say it makes me wonder, is he doing it on purpose to be such it's a It's possible, guy? but whatever he's doing, he is so bad. And so it's like, if you're going to have a raw general manager out there, get him entertained like Eric Bischoff or William Regal. Somebody like that, or just drop the whole damn thing because it is bad. Nobody is excited to see that guy come out. But the thing is, he's not the general manager of Raw. He's just what a is w he, a host? He, he's a WWE official. He's on both shows. Yeah, I guess. Ne neither show right now has what's his official manager? title? What do they call him? Just Adam Pierce? Adam WWE Pierce, WWE official. Yeah, that gets him a little bit I'm not sure yeah. what Vinnie Mac is thinking of. That guy's bad. Well, oh. you know, Adam Pierce, but maybe you're right. Maybe that's his job to be mundane and boring like Dean Malenko maybe I don't know he, he's bad well I mean if he's getting pushed around by Chelsea Green he's getting pushed around by everyone and what have you like maybe there's something they're building maybe there's something speaking of raw general managers who do you think was the best raw general manager they've had in the last 20 years when they started doing it oh I think William Regal was my favorite personally well, I mean, Regal was awesome in his own right for just the way he was and everything. But I probably would have to say, if it wasn't a real person, I thought that computer was pretty kick-ass. Yeah, that was cool. That the computer, person, though. Well, I, apparently it turned out to be a Hornswoggle, right? Yeah. 
Hornswoggle man was it? He not only was he Vince McMahon's bastard son, he was, was all, he was also the raw general manager that sat under the apron all night. That's um, you know who I liked? I, I thought McFoley was fun. Foley was good. Yeah, he's in a super entertaining. I thought, to be fair, I, I I like what Adam Pierce is doing, only for the fact that it became too much if he had a heel general manager, and it became too much if he had a face general manager. You know, yeah. Um, if you had someone like a Stone Cold Steve Austin who didn't give a shit about either side, that's the kind of general manager you kind of want, right? But he's bigger than all the all the wrestlers, though. So I don't know if that's a good thing. He was general manager for a little bit, wasn't he? He was. I think he did. But, but yeah, he was, and he was fun. But I mean, I think everything can only run for a certain period of time. What about your boy uh, Brad Maddox? Remember him? Ah, well, I mean, outside of what he was doing with. Um, What's his name? Uh, up, up, Xavier down Woods. Guy. Xavier Woods and Paige backstage. Uh, I thought he was pretty shit. But yeah. I mean, Bischoff was good too. Bischoff was good. Bischoff was good. He just came because he's coming hot off of that big man. Yeah, ball. yeah. And he came off all that. You know, he was good. Um, but ultimately, I think Regal was probably the best. He was best suited for it. He was. You know, he had the best facial expressions. He he knew how to work it. He knew what to do. Uh, he was just—he was probably the best. I had, to, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna if I could ask McMahon one question, I'd ask him one of these questions to McMahon. When you brought Bischoff in as a general manager, why didn't you guys have a match or a feud? That could have been—that could have been really, really good. Because McMahon would have kicked his ass just for. No, I know, ass. but they could—they could have made a big story about it. You know what I mean? Like, just... I think I think McMahon has different ways of doing things with people, like to pay their receipts. Now, yeah. one. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up because this kind of ties in completely with what we're talking about. Roman Reigns, if he put over Cody at WrestleMania, Roman had the ability to make him a megastar, mm-hmm. but he didn't choose to. Now, back to what you're talking about. Did Cody lose because he fucked off and started AEW? And, and, and bash the throne. And bash the throne and everything. And this was the receipt for that, regardless of all the good shit that's been going down. I think it. I think it's part of it. Right? Do you think? Well, remember Sting? Remember Dusty Rhodes? Same thing. Well, kind of thing, right? Like in a way, you're, you're honoring them. You're trying to be respectful, but McMahon being Vince, you're still going to get your fucking receipt. Yeah, I flew down to Atlanta to talk to you personally to bring you back, right? But that don't mean you're going to get the belt and do all this right away either, though. You'll get it, but you have to pay your receipt first. Very similar to Triple H having to pay the receipt for the curtain call. Yeah. Not Sean. Sean never paid shit. <laughs> Triple H did. Hunter Hunter took all the blame for it. Mm. Um, but, 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 but back to what you're saying, by bringing Bischoff and Heyman into the, into the promotion that at the times that he did, and if you think about it, when Heyman, or sorry, was it Heyman? No. When Bischoff got fired, wasn't John? Didn't John Cena throw him in the back of a garbage can yeah. or in a garbage truck? Mm-hmm. Receipts. Take off right? the trash, yeah. right? So it's yeah. not like he didn't disrespect them or anything, but he said, "You guys tried to fuck with me. Don't think I forgot. Here's your receipt." Yeah. Do you think, do you think that's an actual thing that happened? With yes, Portland? absolutely. Because look what Vince McMahon did. Dusty Rhodes put him in the polka dots. He was great at it. Put him in the yellow, black and yellow polka dots. Made him dance around. And made him goofy from the son of the plumber to that. Made a mockery of him. Dusty Rhodes pulled off a good gimmick, but Vince was trying to embarrass him. That's what I think. Same with Sting. He let Triple H beat Sting. McMahon said, you know what? Sting will get the W, but no, he let he told Triple H you're winning. 
Yeah, no, I mean, you figure Sting would have got the Sting would have got the W, right? But no. Well, I mean, I I think in that particular match, Sting Triple H, I thought Triple H was Great the match, right guy. By the way, no, it was fun considering the lim- Well, I mean, I think they superimposed limitations. Sting can go. Oh yeah, right? he, he showed what he can do at AEW. Those guys had a hell of a match. Uh, at WrestleMania that year, that was Sting's um, last great match against Triple H. That was a great match. You think so? I think Have you so. Seen any of his work in AEW? He's not. Yeah, that's okay. But, huh? No, he's not doing bad, bad. But he wasn't like in Triple H. Like that was like Sting in '98. Like he was jumping off the top rope, flying on the apron, like outside. Like he went hard, and they got NWO and DX. It was kind of cool. Cool how they did it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I had no problems with it. I had no problems with the great either by Triple H and by Sting in that match yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Triple H so. was the right guy to win at the end of the day. I mean, how, how can you put Sting over? How could you at that show? He could have got one of the NWO guys to pop Triple H upside the head or something like that, getting the win. Yeah, but then you're a heel Sting. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, ultimately, you can't come to the biggest show of the year for the first time and then be expected to, to you know, that 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 would almost be disrespectful to Triple H. Did Sting H. even get a win on any major pay per view? Well, he showed up. He was fighting Seth, Seth but but then Seth, Seth hurt him. Yeah, right. Seth's hurt a lot of guys. Yeah, they say he's he's not very he's he's dangerous in the ring. Some guys say he's that not very buckle cold. buster. Yeah, you know that that's. But uh, if he turns on a guy like Brock Lesnar, then Brock Lesnar will stiff him real real hard. He doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, first Be off, careful. can you pick him up to put, give him a buckle? Probably buster? not. It's probably not, right? I mean, your moveset is very limited against a Brock unless he allows you yeah. to toss him around. <laughs> it's true. Well, he does. Don't think about it, man. I'll never forget it. that WrestleMania match. I heard Sting on a podcast say, uh, was it WrestleMania? I remember, yeah, I think it was WrestleMania. Brock and Roman, they were talking about the match backstage with you know Vince, Brock, and Roman. And Brock said, we'll get out there. I'll call it as you see it. And then Brock threw him into the ropes. Started shoulder checking him in the ribs and said, "Now we got a match, boy." And then he broke his ribs, and then it was on. Like I don't think he meant to break his ribs, but it was a stiff. Roman's like, "He gave it, but I gave it right back." You know, Brock was like, "I think McMahon told him, hey, see what this guy's made of. Rough him up a little bit, but not don't hurt him. You know what I mean? Stiff him a bit." I think that's how McMahon makes the super megastar, right? Like yeah. you, you think about okay, everyone's complaining, but he, he, great point right here. Like mm-hmm. what has Roman Reigns had to endure? Yeah, that's the thing people don't understand. Like I heard him say with his yeah, own. where he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, McMahon put him in such a horrible spot with John Cena that first time around, oh, where yeah. Cena just destroyed him. Now, I don't think Cena's the kind of guy who would purposely do it, but he wants someone to take his throne. Yeah. I've never seen a megastar look down and say, Someone, please come. Take over for me. Yeah. The way well, Cena right. has, right? And and if you look at what Roman has accomplished on the mic now from that time to now, it's pretty incredible. He's he's done an amazing job. Like he's so much better on the mic. Yeah. And and it's not even the mic, his facial expressions. Yeah, his mannerisms, his movements, everything he does. Everything yeah. he does now is just superb. And he had to go through that, I think, with John Cena, you know, like. There's only two ways you go in that one, man. Either you come out smelling like roses and you fucking fight, or you're dropped. Yep. Right? Well, that what happened to Drew McIntyre. He took off for a couple of years before he came back. McMahon called him, what, the next big thing or his next yeah. project or whatever? 
he was yeah. gone for what a year or two. Yeah, yeah. So. No, same same with Jinder. Same same yeah. with a few of them. Where right? is Jinder Mahal? Where is he? Is he hurt? He's in NXT, man. Is he? Okay. He's doing really well down there. Like, I mean, if you have three, if you have three platforms, you know, all three are great platforms for these guys. Because I mean, I think NXT is still better than AEW. Yeah, I and feel bad for Jinder though because he's former champ, and now he's back on like essentially the minor leagues. You know what I mean? It's like winning the World Series. And saying, "Hey, I'm Mike Trout with NXT," you know. Yeah, well, I think with Jinder, he came, he came back looking amazing. Yeah, yeah, he did yeah. everything that he was supposed to do. Uh, India deal was imminent, right? Yeah. And, and at that point, we're not catering to North America. We're not catering to Europe. The population of North America and Europe combined maybe equal that of India's alone. I don't even think that, but yeah, but I know what you're well, saying. It's well, pretty no, close. No, no, well, like, okay. Look, Mexico's got sixty million, right? Canada's Something about like sixty million, so that's hundred and twenty. No, Canada's only thirty-four million, man. Oh, okay, so thirty-four. Say thirty-five, okay? So ninety-five yeah. there, okay? So it's ninety-five million between Mexico and Canada, plus the four hundred, four hundred and fifty. Let's say five hundred thousand that are in the states, right? Yeah. No, no, the so, states got about three hundred sixty million. Okay, so let's say four hundred. Let's just say four hundred. Yeah. So four hundred million. Plus 90, that's half of, and then Europe is what? Maybe 100 million combined? All Something of Europe? Like, yeah. Right? That's still, you still got fucking 40% I know. that India makes up. So anyways, long story short, Ginger came back. They thought, oh, wow, he looks great. This is amazing. Let's put the strap on him. We're not selling it to North America. We're selling it to the subcontinent. India. It worked. And, and it worked. It worked, but here in North America, he's still considered a, a, a low-card, mid-card at best, right? I yeah. mean, he has his moments and what have you. Um, maybe there's another run in gender, but I think this is the best thing for him, being down there at NXT. He's working with Veer. He's still and, getting paid decently, so... Oh, he's, he's, getting a, he's getting he's getting a... Maybe he's getting a couple a hundred thousand salary. Oh, he's getting a main roster salary for sure, right? Yeah. And it's an easier schedule. And uh, who knows? Maybe he'll come back up onto the card. He'll give him one more run. Not for the title, but he'll get on the main card again one more time. <clears throat> now, here's the only problem with tonight's Raw. There were no re- well, there were several rewrites, but not because of Vince McMahon or anything. Apparently, some of the talent had travel issues. They couldn't get into town. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so like, Sami Zayn and, and uh, Riddle, the returning Riddle, again. Um, I don't see how he ties into this, man. There's something he doesn't going on here. Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. I don't understand it. But anyways, Kevin Owens and Solo have a fight. Uh, Oh, the Usos also had a fight on this card as well, bro. Just just so you know. Uh, They beat up the Alpha Academy, but the Alpha Academy looked really good. They really did look good. Uh, Chad Gable looked amazing. Um, But Kevin Owens, he gets pinned by Solo after getting the uh, Samoan spike. Fair enough. Good. I like it. It keeps everything balanced. Yeah, Usos come in, start three on oneing them. Next thing you know, Sammy's music hits, and he comes out with Riddle. So were these guys flying together? Like, why aren't you with your partner? I don't know what they're doing, man. That, that was silly. I don't know why Riddle. I guess they had no choice but to throw somebody out there. Here goes Riddle, I guess. So I, I get, I get the whole Riddle thing, but I mean, at the end of the day, why aren't you traveling with your best friend and tag team partner? Why is Kevin Owens at Raw and not you, Sammy? Maybe they're not buddies no more behind the scenes as close they used to be, or they travel separate. I'm not sure. Well, I that mean, it all depends point. where it's coming from, though, right? Not, 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 not in a real life scenario. I'm as, as a storyline thing, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Like, okay, I'm sure those guys were there, but it just didn't make any sense to me to see them coming out at the very end of the program to save Kevin. Yeah. But I yeah, don't know. That was something, I something I doesn't drive. Something doesn't drive. But anyways, that was Ron in a nutshell, man. Um, well, Ross and me to Bobby Lashley went out. Oh, it. yes, yes. I wanted to touch on that. I actually made a note on it. When that match came on, I was cringing a bit, honestly. Cringing, nah, because of this fact. I thought that Bronson Reed is the next big monster that you're trying to build. Why would you put him against the guy who kills monsters easily? Right? Like, because you you need to push you need to push Lashley too. You basically fucked him out of WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't and know what's going on with Bray Wyatt. What a weird situation, man. I think it's that's yeah, weird. It's weird. Oh, Something there, man. I don't know yet. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Maybe then he was um, right to kick him out of the curb a while ago, and maybe he knew something we don't know because I don't know what's up with this guy. Well, let's, he's dealing with some personal issues. Hopefully, he's okay. Hopefully, this stuff. Yeah, I'm not wishing anything bad. Him, but I mean, maybe no, 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 no. But if it's stupid, then you know, let's call it stupid when we find out. Until yeah. we know what's going on, you know, we just got to give it the. But it's, there's a turn out. definitely was hyped, hyped. It kind of fell flat overall so far. I think a lot of people don't want to work with him for the fact that his storylines are just so fucking crazily insane. There's only a handful of guys in the industry that can even give him the kind of stuff that he wants. One would be Alistair Black. Yeah, it was gone. Right? He's, he's the House of Black. He's ripping shit up over there. Um, you know, the other one would have been a Matt Hardy. Well, that's why Vince and Triple H should tell him, hey, you got to tone this down. It's too wild, too wacky, too crazy. Nobody can, we can't get a good opponent for you. So you're going to have to rein this in. And you, that's what you're going to have to do. Or if you don't like it, you got to go. No, you're going to have to do something with they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure something out. I'm sure they will. Um, I, mean, I like no one, the guy, but it's just, I don't know. Something's not right here with him. His creativity is just at a whole different level than anyone else's, man. It is, but I think they're letting him have too much of it. Because obviously, like, his return was he had that, what, that fluorescent green match or whatever. Like, besides that, isn't anything since he's come back. He, and that like match kind of lackluster return. As shitty as that match was, and as stupid as that match was, it probably made him the most money on that show. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, he, yeah, they had good sponsors and stuff, right? but he isn't really, like... I don't know. He's not catching on like he was when he left the first time. So hopefully think, he gets it back. Well, let's let's figure it out. Let's see. Let's see where they come from and, and how things happen there. Um, but the yeah. other thing was uh, McMahon signed a new contract. Did you hear about yeah. that? Logan, yeah, Logan Paul too. Yeah, Logan Paul as well. He's uh, Logan. Well, Logan Paul signed for the year. I guess he goes year to year. Uh, he's scheduled for five dates. Uh, right now, the way they're looking at it would be the King of the Ring, Crown Jewel. SummerSlam, Mania. Royal Rumble, and then Mania. I wonder how much he's making. There's no monetary figure put out there. On I'm sure he gets a couple mil. You would hope so, right? Uh, you would think so. So, yeah, so that's Logan. But Vince had to sign a clause in his new contract that says he won't fuck around and do stupid shit. No more banging babes. <laughs> no. So that was that was one of the part of the deals. You know, it's funny. Do. Of all the people that wrote Vince is selling at this, this, and this, nobody ever thought, hey, wait a minute. He's going to sell it to his friend, Ari Emanuel, who owns Endeavor Group. Like, people, that should have been like the number one. But he's like, oh, he's going to Saudi. He's going to Peacock or NBC. He's going, but this, it was brilliant of him to do it. Sell it to your buddy. No, Endeavor like, was always there. People always thought Endeavor could potentially do it. Smart. But, but because they spent so much money on buying the UFC, um, they thought that their hands were strapped and they didn't really see how they could have pulled this off. But. I guess when you have that kind of money and those kind of resources, it's not even money, man. It's it's all liquid. 
there's there's no physical exchanging of cash and everything is liquid um it's just yeah it was, it was a great great deal man he made a lot of money like i said you know. he bought the company what 82 83 for a million and made 9.3 billion that's pretty good no <laughs> so, no good for him um yeah I but mean, if he does any like yeah if he gets hit some of the chicks or something crazy he'll be out but he won't do that yeah, regardless, I just thought it was kind of funny that they made a point of making that his story. That Smart on I don't blame Mario Manuel. I'd probably say, hey, Vinny, do I put this in here just to keep you in line, pal? No, if it had to be done, it had to be done, right? Yeah. So you gotta give her that mustache. I love that guy. But man, that mustache is brutal. Oh, so the memes that are why coming is he, out? Why is he doing that? I think that I, I to be fair, man, I, I don't even know why he's colored his hair. It'd just be gray Vince. Well, I can understand the dye of the hair, but like You've never ever had a mustache. You show up with a mustache. And it's the worst looking mustache in the history of mustache. It is. Does he do that so we all talk about him and get his name buzzing? Is that what he's thinking? I don't know what he's doing. What do you say to the guy? Man, you can't say nothing if it's because... Can't your plate say, hey, yo, Pops, get rid of that stash, bro. That looks terrible. Like Somebody has... Or Shane or somebody say it to him. I'm like, sure someone sold him. I'm sure everyone stole him. He, that, that stash is horrible. It looks crooked. It looks like a fake... Mustache. I know, and this guy's got professional cooks and stylists. They, they, they shave it uneven. It's, it's, it's crooked. Right, one side, this side's crooked, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay. It's That's what I mean. Shaved. So, like, he must have shaved it himself because no way a stylist did get it straight. They lined you up. But then again... Vince McMahon, he, he basically, he can, if anyone can rock a crooked mustache, it's that man. Yeah. <laughs> right? All right. I don't so know what Chance, he's doing, man. I come across about one, two, three articles here that I think you would find interesting. Uh, one with Bret Hart, one with Kurt Angle, and um, who was the other one? I can't find it right now. Both these guys are talking about how boring wrestling is today. I seen the Brad Hart thing. I didn't see the Kurt Angle thing. Brad Hart saying he can't even watch it. It's so bad. And the only thing I didn't like about Brad Hart is he took a cheap shot at Triple H and McMahon. Do you hear what he said? I haven't read the whole article, but what he basically you said, and the guys who are running it don't know anything. That's another stab at Triple H and Vince. And you know he's still bitter still, even though they put him in the Hall of Fame and but here, he's still he, bitter about it. But dude's still bitter. He's just bitter generally because he put down AEW too. He thought, yeah, yeah, he, he's talking to Tony Khan too. You know, he's like the stuff that John Moxley's doing right now, like you know, the, the close-ups of the eye gouging. There's a market for that. That's called the death mark, death match market, right? Yeah. And I guess a lot of the marks on the internet, as as you as we refer to them, are are big fans of that shit. Well, they love which it. Is why AEW does those kind of matches. Myself personally. I don't find it appealing to watch a guy get gouged with a knife for fucking no, five that, minutes. That, that shit that they did last week with the Blackpool Combat Club um, against uh, the hangman Adam Page, mm-hmm. when, when what's-his-face, Daniel Bryan had that screwdriver in his hand, and yeah. he just kind of... That, that's not cool. That's not wrestling, dude. That's, that's not cool wrestling dude. at all. No, no, not at no. all. I'll agree with some of what Brett is saying. Some of it, not all but, of it. But not all of it. But I thought that was a really interesting take because we've been talking about this a lot. And, you know... Well, I would like to challenge Brett if I ever knew him. Like, and I say, Brett, you, you're talking down Triple H and Vince, but when you're doing two live shows every week, plus paper once on, not every show can be hot. Not every show can be entertaining. That's a lot of content. Just like your favorite sitcom, not every show, not every episode is amazing. It, it's not that easy. You know what well, I mean? If, Have if fresh I, ideas and fresh characters all the time. If anybody should know what it takes to do one of these, it should be him because he's been there since the beginning. If you think about it, 
Bret Hart's first WrestleMania. Do you know what it was? 84, 85. But do you know which number? Uh, three, two or three. WrestleMania two. He was a part of the uh, Battle Royal. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, he's been around a the long one, time. Dude. The one in Chicago, the Battle Royal in Chicago with the NFL players. That's when the fridge was there. 86. 86, yeah, refrigerator Perry. Right? So you think about it. He's been there since basically the beginning of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He's been there when Raw came on, when started. He's been there when everything was written by the pool side to where they got writers to a lot. So he should appreciate the process more than anybody else. Um, so. You know, being bitter, I don't see why you would be bitter anymore. If anything, that made your name even bigger, the whole Montreal thing. Um, shame on shame on WCW not doing the right thing and bringing you in the next night. Like, they fucking dropped the ball on Bret Hart, man. WCW, that could have changed a lot of what happened, in my opinion, if they didn't wait five months to bring Bret out. The night yeah. after, the night after, that Monday after Survivor Series, Bret should have been walking out of there because he had no contract. Mm. But some of that's on Bret, too, because he always says, oh, Bischoff's an idiot, he doesn't know the guy like Bret Hart, only Vince knows him to do with me. Okay, fair enough. Eric Bischoff is no Vince. Nobody is. However, there's other guys that came over, Hulk Hogan, all these different kind of guys. And yes, Eric Bischoff helped. They just created their own stuff too, and the fans love them. So it's some of it's on Brett too, because the only entertaining thing he did in WCW is put on that metal plate. Remember under the hockey jersey? No, 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 no. I understand that, right? He got that. But, all that happened, and I hear what you're saying. I, I just think that they dropped the ball. And if you think about the minds that were at WCW that time in '98. You had Kevin Nash, you had Scott Hall, who were good minds, right? You yeah, had Bischoff. Uh, I think Bischoff at that point was too caught up in the character that he lost sight of some of the backstage shit, right? I and also don't point, think Bischoff viewed Brett as high of a star as Brett thought he was. I think Bischoff seen him as a bit above the mid card, but not on Hollywood, Hogan, and Sting's level. That's how I think Bischoff perceived him because I hear him talk about him in podcasts. This is my take. Yeah, no, it, it, that's fine, man. But you know what? It doesn't matter where you are in terms of, of opinion. When something like Montreal happened. Yeah, I know. They didn't capitalize on it. They did not capitalize on it the way they should have. They should have had him come out Alundra Blaze style. You know, like, did they put more effort into bringing her on? And dumping the belt of the garbage, which was really pointless at the end of the day. There's only one man that capitalized on the Montreal speed goal. That was Vinnie Mac. That's when Gil Vinnie came out. And then him and Stone Cold went out. That was brilliant. Dude, that's when everything changed. Like everyone yep. talks about WrestleMania 14 and, and Mike Tyson. Yeah, that was a catalyst. Another catalyst was when Mick Foley won the WWE title uh, that night. That was a yep. huge catalyst. What happened was is WWE basically took all those things and made it work in their favor. Attitude era. And and the attitude era was born from it. So yeah, absolutely. Vince knew what to do after that. He knew how to promote it. And that's what sucks for WCW, because if they had any sense, you would have had bread out that night. Yeah. And I think really ran with the boat ran with that. And we would be talking about maybe not, you know, maybe wrestling would have turned out the way it is today, right? But yeah. there's a high chance, there's a high possibility that we could be looking at a very different wrestling. WCW still could be here today. Possible, yeah. Right? I think that's the biggest fumble by either company, any company in wrestling. 
the Bret Hart Montreal story. They didn't run yeah. with it. They didn't yeah. run with it, and they basically Vince basically gave them everything to make a storyline. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't disagree with that. Right, and so yeah, everyone plays a role, but what did Kurt Angle say about wrestling? I didn't hear what he said. I only read a little bit about Bret. What Kurt uh, said? What did Kurt Angle say? You know what? I I, I just saw the headline. To be okay, I'll check honest. it out later. But I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, Randy, what was it? Oh, right. Sorry, it's all about stunts now. He says. Everyone's yeah. just talking about high spots. No one's working on character. No one. It's all about fireworks and and the better best light show coming down to the ring. Uh, but but everyone just wants to do their high spots and their stunts. And no one wrestles anymore. No one puts the time in to tell the story. No one, but you know what though? I think that's more AEW than WWE. I'm not a homer for WWE. I'm a wrestling fan. But in comparing the two programs, you get better storytelling out of NXT than you do in Dynamite right now. I totally agree. Speaking right. of that, Jim Ross isn't even on Dynamite anymore. He's on Rampage. I wonder, I'm surprised they threw him on there. Uh, well, he's old and they, they, they figure that, you know, to keep him going and what have you, Rampage is more suited for him. Like he's well, that like, and they probably want to bump the viewership up a little bit because Rampage doesn't get very good ratings sometimes on Friday. It never gets good yeah, ratings, it. man. They're, they're lucky if they get a couple hundred thousand to watch their show. I know. So maybe they think and put JR on maybe some of the old fans will tune in. Hey, I hear I know that voice. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, I'll tell you sure. what, man. Uh, that's basically everything. Uh, we talked a little bit about Raw. We, we had a nice, friendly conversation about this and that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited for the rest of this week, Mr. Michaels. I'm not going to say nothing right now, but guys, uh, you, you, don't don't miss this Thursday's episode. Just don't. It's gonna be That's Brandon Iron Hot, as uh, Dave Niehouse would say. I'm telling you, man. I, I I think after this, some people are gonna need some stitches because they're just gonna <laughs> be banging their head against the wall at, at amazement of what's gonna happen. Um, yeah. everything's lined up. Everything is beautiful. We're we're looking gold, my man. On that note, do you have a top five or anything for me to end with? I do. I do. I do got a top five. I want to hear your top five favorite feuds in wrestling history, in your opinion. Top five favorite feuds in history. Your Um, your favorite. My favorite. Well, I will have to say Hogan Andre tops the list only because I was still a little kid. And Mm -hmm. I was invested as a little kid, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um. I wasn't smart to the business yet. So I didn't believe in Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny at that point in my life, but I still believed wrestling was real. Right. So for me, that was like, because Andre, come on, man. I grew up watching rock and wrestling and you were, yeah. Yeah. So, life character. Yeah, so Andre Hogan would probably be number one uh, just because of the nostalgia and, and the childhood memories. Um, number two would have to be Hogan Macho. I mean, I, I think Hogan had some of the best feuds in the world. Well, he's the, they say he's one of the greatest of all time, right? And, point, mega powers explode. Right? And, and plus, when you look at Hogan's feuds, they didn't last two or three months. They they ran a full year with yeah. the full like a full climax at the end, kind of like what we got with the Bloodline and Sami Zayn this year. You know, it's kind of very nostalgia. Yeah. type of storytelling which is cool i miss that i i enjoy that a lot that was well done um so hogan macho man would was one um brett stone cold yeah good one only, only because they both started at different places but both guys became different people at the end 
Yep, that's fair. We saw the evolution and and the and the downsizing of both guys in in a way. Uh, that crimson mask at WrestleMania 13. That's an iconic moment. I mean, that's just organic. How can you yeah. even question that? I was at the Raw after the uh, Stampede pay per view. Okay, and where where you know Stone Cold came out and attacked them when they were singing the Canadian national anthem in their Oilers jerseys. So. Remember that. Cool. Now, here's something. I'll, I'll get to the rest of your list, but I only came to my mind. How can Bret Hart rock an Oilers jersey when he's a Calgary Flames fan? Yeah, I guess he's basically saying any Canadian jersey I'll wear, I guess. But yeah, good point. Okay. Uh, and I take that all the way back from 1997. Sorry, man. Um, so that's three, right? Yeah, two more. Yeah. Um, Sean Brett, obviously. Yep. Because it was legit heat. And at that point, now we started to get more information about what's really happening backstage. So this story was more compelling, be more compelling backstage than it was in the ring. I think so. But they put on some amazing matches. They Iron sure Man did. match, one of the best ever. Yeah. Absolutely. WrestleMania 12. And number five, um, Rock. Brock and Roman. Yeah, that's a good one. Those guys went back for about three, four years and and just amazing matches through and through. I think, you know, in terms of a modern feud, that's probably the closest one that I can think of. No one really feuds anymore. I, Not really. It's such short programs that are on the next, right? It's a short program, short program. It's just like no closure. I I, I like the way wrestling looks. I would just change the duration of stories. I don't mind. It's because they're thinking like, hey, the young fans nowadays, they got a short attention span, quick feed on the next. They're trying to change with the times, I think, well, they appeal have... to the people like our kids' age. That's what I no, think. No, no, no. I get it completely. I mean, we live in a generation now of shorts and reels, right? Exactly. And I hate that because no one, like, I. it sucks that a child can't sit through a movie anymore. No, they're too bored. Right? And considering it's like a cartoon or something like that, like, you get bored? Like, how can you be bored? Because everything they do is in short spans, right? We're programming the kids 30 seconds, minute, short spans on the next. So. All right. Well, here, you know what? This is chat. Saps advice to parents. Get your kids off the fucking shorts. Let them watch YouTube. Mm, but I agree. No, nothing should be shorter than 30 minutes. Yep. No, it's good because advice. Long term, long term, what's going to happen, bro, is when these kids get to high school, they have to start studying for exams. They're not going to know how to study. No, and I don't want a bunch of, study and I don't want a bunch of stupid motherfuckers when I'm retired. <laughs> well, the way we're doing it, the kids now, man, uh, it's hard to say what's how they're going to turn out. I don't even know what's going to happen. Well, brother, all we can do is focus on our own and make sure that we are okay for retirement. Absolutely, well said. Right, that that's the only thing, man. So it, it sucks right now, but it's something that I hope my child understands. You know, as she gets older. Because my parents did the shit to me, and I didn't get it till I was in my 30s. Yep. And that sucks. I wish I knew <laughs> earlier, right? But on that note, brother man, just learn. leave it. Yeah, we all live and learn, brother man. All right, on that note, my name is Bobby Sampson, and I'm joined with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. We salute you a lot. And in the words of Ed Whalen, um, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. Guys, have a great rest of your week. Stay healthy. 
And make sure to tune in this Thursday because we're going to be dropping something really, 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 yeah. really cool. On that note, Sam and Chance out.